Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. God loves to tend to us, how he loves to tend to us, how he loves to tend to us. Julia, you know what? When you pray like that, right? We don't want it anymore. You can have it, God. When we pray like that, we position ourselves. We position ourselves in God. And many of us didn't really know how to pray like that, right? We we didn't really know how to pray in a place of purity. We didn't know how to play in a place of letting God search our hearts, right? We didn't honor, we didn't understand that, right? We like, we didn't understand that. And so when we begin to position ourselves and say, God, align our heart with your heart, align our life with your life, Lord God, whatever is in our heart that doesn't represent you, whatever is in our life, like Pull that all, pull that all, pull that out of us, pull that out of us. We don't want pride. We don't want these things in. We want to be developed like you. We want to be in your character. We just want to be like you, oh Lord. We want to be in the character of you, Lord God. We, we do, we do, we do, we do align my life with your life, align my will with your will. Let me glorify you in my speech. Let me glorify you in my thinking, Lord God, my God, my God. Let me glorify me, you with my hands. Let me be your hands and feet on this earth, Lord God. Let me glorify you, oh Lord. Let me glorify you, oh Lord. Let me glorify you, Oh Lord, nothing, nothing, nothing. Align my will with your will. I want to be in line with your destiny for my life, Lord God. And nothing else, like nothing else. That's it. That's it. That's it. Purify me. And if we are real, real with ourselves, then we know there are some things in us. Like every time you come before God, there's something that has to be worked out in you. Like every time you come before God, there's always something in you. And if you ever come before God and you think there's nothing that needs to be worked out in you, that's that's pride there. Like that's pride there. That's that's a huge issue. That's a huge problem right there when you don't think you got anything to work out. Like when you don't think there's nothing in you that needs to be improved, then you might be man just going to be with Jesus. Like like no, let let I need you to see. I need you to see. I need to see the haughtiness in me. We've operated in so many different places and we've been taught so many different things that those things have been the guiding forces for our lives. And so, Father God, we're just asking you to resurrect anything in our lives that does not align with your will, that not will not bring you glory. We just ask you, Holy Spirit, to that to prevent, to hinder us from sending any text that won't glorify you today, from sending any email that won't glorify you today, from sending any, having any conversation that will not glorify you today. I need to read a couple scripture. I want to read Psalms 23 over us, right? And I want you to receive, like, oh, 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 that's powerful. I want you to receive the Lord as shepherd today. Will you receive him as shepherd today? Will you ask yourself, where have I not been receiving you as shepherd, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. So if he's shepherding us, we lack absolutely nothing. He lets me rest in green. Oh, I want to read this out the Amplified. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me change translations. Let me change translations. I told y'all I'm a huge fan. I love the Amplified Bible. Um, mm, 
So it says, the Lord is my shepherd to feed to God and to shield me. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He lets me, he lets me, he lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul, my life. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley, whether it's sunless, whether it looks death, whether it looks gloomy, whether it looks dark, I fear no evil for you are with me, your rod, your protection, right? And your staff is there to guide me. They comfort and console me. Can I show you what the staff of the Lord does, right? If the Lord, it's funny because I have a staff behind my door. When I walk with the Lord and the Lord's staff is with me, what he does with the staff is when it looks like the sheep are strained, he takes the staff and he gently takes the staff and he puts it on the side to guide them back on the path, right? And so he'll guide us when we are going through something or when we look like we're about to veer off the path, his staff comes. That's Come on now. The Holy Spirit comes. His staff comes and it Ah, it guides you right back over into it. it guides you through the word it guides you through the holy spirit it guides you through conversation it'll guide you through elders he'll guide you right back on the path like he's gonna guide you he's gonna slide right in and guide you on the path right and so your rod to protect and your staff to guide they comfort and console me. We just got to make sure we're not bucking his guidance, right? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Anytime we're in his presence, our cup should be overflowing if we allow him to fill it up. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow you all the days of your life. And I shall dwell throughout the days in the house and in the presence of the Lord forever. So just receive him as your shepherd, receive him as your protector, receive him as your comforter, receive him as your provider. And sometimes you have to read the word to get perspective and to remind you, this is who God is to me. He is the great shepherd of my life. And if he is the great shepherd of my life, then I lack nothing, right? I lack nothing. I need to, he has the wisdom for me. He has the knowledge for me. He can fill my cup up if I'm, if I'm feeling bleak, if I'm feeling dried out, he can fill my cup up. He will fill me up. So I give you permission, Lord God, to go ahead and shepherd me today. Lord, you shepherd me. You even prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. Meredith, this is the um, amplified version of the Bible. I ordered a new one because I'm hard on books. Um, and I've been bending this book, but this is the amplified version of the Bible. Um, so... I just allow him to shepherd you, allow him to shepherd you, allow him to lead you, allow him to guide you, allow him to prepare a table for you. If he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, you don't ever have to figure out in your mind how to deal with your enemies. I told you my image of that, right? And then you, you dwell, you can dwell in this house forever. And then my image of that is I'm at the table eating and as my enemy is in front of me, I can still eating. I don't even have to glance, glance up. That's how I see that. Like when I'm at the table, I'm at the table eating. 
And I don't even have to glance up. I don't even have to look at my enemy. I don't even have to pay attention to my enemy because if he's the great shepherd and he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy, I just get to keep eating because it's almost as if I got armored guards around me. I'm heavily protected, right? I'm heavily protected. And if you get that revelation that you're heavily protected, when the enemy is coming at you, you won't even spend any time talking to the enemy. You won't even spend any time giving voice to the enemy. You won't even spend any time trying to address the enemy. He, the enemy won't even get your attention. The enemy and the enemy remember comes, it may come in flesh and blood, but we're actually wrestling with a principality, a spirit of darkness. And if you know that you're at the table in the presence of your enemies, you like you eat with confidence. You you eat you eat with confidence. You eat with confidence knowing God is your shield, knowing God is your protector, knowing God has this, knowing there is no circumstance or no situation that God doesn't have because he's the shepherd. The point of the shepherd with the sheep out to pasture is so that the sheep don't ever 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 have to work ever have to worry about whether or not they're protected because the shepherd is going to take care of them. Remember when we went over into Psalms? Come on, Lord, bring this thing on out. When Remember when we, we go over and we see David, right? And he's about to fight Goliath. And they're like, what is this little bitty... What is this little bitty boy about to do? Like, what is this little bitty boy about to do? And he says to him, he said, I've overcome the lion and I've overcome the bear when I'm out, right? Well, he had a supernatural strength. He had a supernatural protection around him. And so if he overcame the lion and he overcame the bear, you have to realize that when you are in the presence of your enemy, the the, the if God spreads a table before you, if God... There's so much revelation in that. If God sets you in a certain place, if God calls you to a certain table, if God calls you to a particular position, if God called you to a certain marriage, if God called you to a table to birth certain kids, if God called you, you better see this. If God called you to this place, if he prepared a table before you, if your table is set before you, then you have nothing to worry about your enemy. You have nothing. You have nothing to worry about your enemy. You ain't got to be anxious. You ain't got to be overwhelmed. You, ain't gotta, you just got to keep eating. You just got, you just got, you can see this metaphorically. You can see this spiritually. You just got to keep eating. You just got to keep, you just, you just got to keep eating. You don't, you, you just got to keep eating. You ain't got to be moved. You ain't got to be messed up. You ain't got to be confused. You ain't got to be scared because the great shepherd is with you. And when the great shepherd is with you, that looks, baby, that looks, you got some, you got a heavenly, you got a heavenly fortress around you, right? Your angels are standing guard around you. They are standing, you just got to, baby, you just got to keep, you just got to keep eating. You, you just, that's all you got to do. You just got to keep eating. You ain't got to do nothing else. You just got to keep eating and let the great shepherd deal with that and let the great shepherd handle all that. Right. That's a late, that's all. That's all you got to do. You just got to keep eating and rest in that and trust in that. And don't be moved by anything you see because he has already prepared a table before you in the presence of my enemy. Come on now. Come on now. 
settle in that. I don't have to deal with my enemies. There's a scripture that says, I will contend with those that contend with thee. That's something I use. Anytime I feel like the enemy or something was, I had something going on the other day. Somebody was kind of harassing. It was kind of crazy. And my, my girlfriend, when I called her, I said, I don't know where this is coming from. And she said, but I am reminded of the time that the enemy was heckling and harassing you through someone else and you let your angels deal with them. And she was right. I was like, you know what? You're so right. I don't have to deal with this situation. God will contend with those who contend with me. God, God, God will contend with those who contend with me. I don't have to do that. He will contend with those that contend with me. I just got to sit at the table and keep eating. That, that's all I got to do. I just got to sit. Let me read Psalms 90. We're going into the weekend. I want to read Psalms 91 over you. That's a confidence in that. Like for me to know that God is the person setting my table up and I'm sitting at my table and I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm just going to keep eating and I'm going to let him contend, him deal with that. He said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. You ain't got to re recompense no evil for evil. That's what Romans tells us. Recompense. Don't even spend your time trying to repay them back. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. And I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat. Yeah, come on, Judy. Oh, we gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat spiritually and I'm going to eat naturally because God is going to contend with those who contend with me. He's going to deal with those who will deal with me. I ain't got to, I ain't got to say, I ain't got to say, I have a, a devotional I did once. It says, don't say another mumbling word. I don't have to say another mumbling word. I don't have to say another mumbling word. And we got to learn how to rest in that because we fight too much in our own strength. And when we fight it in our own strength, it will mentally wear us out. It will mentally wear you out. And that's the assignment to mentally wear you out. And you got to get a mentality that says, you know what, God, I'm going to trust this to you. I especially um, Timothy in the book of Timothy, it tells us to clear our conscience, clear our conscience. When your conscience is clear, when you realize that you've already, your conscience is clear and you haven't done anything, when you can take the position and know you have not done anything to anybody, you, God will contend with those who contend with them and you just rest in it. I ain't got to deal with this. God is going to contend with those who contend with me. I'm going to rest in that. I'm getting ready to sit at the table. I'm getting ready to keep eating and I'm going to allow God to deal with you. Because this is a principality. And if I try to fight it in its own strength, it's going to wear me out. It's going to wear me out. And I'm not getting ready to try to play with this. I'm not getting ready to try to fight this in my own strength. I'm not getting ready to try to be consumed with this. I'm not getting ready to try to be overwhelmed with this. This is an attack against me. This is an advance against me. But he has already set his angels of protection around me. And if he has already set up his angels of protection around me and my conscience is clear, why am I even spending any time on that? And that has to be our position when we understand who God is to us as great shepherd. Right? So if somebody is at work antagonizing you and picking you, let them pick at you. When you on your post, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, you let him, let them pick at you, let them pick at you and you just keep eating. Right. When they start, they scratching you doing stuff. They hate, you just keep, you just keep eating. You, you just keep eating because he already prepared a table for you in the present. He said, he'll make your enemies, your footstool. He said he'll make your enemies, your foot. You just, when they at work talking about you and gossiping and hating. That's for somebody today. That's mm, I'm gonna keep. 
Pull out your sword. Pull out your word. Just keep eating. And he'll contend with. You can take your rest in the fact God will contend with those who contend with me. God is going to protect me. He's going to deal with this. I don't have to spend no time dealing with all this. I ain't got to spend no time with no slander. I ain't got to spend no time with nobody talking about me. I ain't got to put no energy in that. Right? He's got that. And I'm not going to deal with this. And I don't have to deal with this anymore. No. I'm going to sit and rest in the fact that he's going to contend with those who contend with me. You got to rest in that. With that being said, let me read some. Come on now. Come on, Belinda. He going to make my enemy. I ain't worried about it. My enemy's my footstool. Come on now. You got to learn how we get too much um, attention to the enemy. He getting too much attention. He getting too much attention. We don't have no time for that. So let me read Psalms 91. Let me read Psalms 91 for you. It says, those who live. And remember, put your name in here. Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, Judah, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh, Zayden, and Casey. My God. April, Adria, Valisa, Alana, Derek, Ashley, Cecily. I know y'all like I got a whole bunch of siblings and I do. Um, Dwayne, DeQuindre, Derek, Janie, my God, Shonda, Andrea, Jessica, Kimberly, Ramonda, Tracy, Stasi, and Deshauna, my God, Vanessa, my hope, like the whole, everybody connected, the whole LMJ ministry, all my aunts, my cousins, Lord God, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will re find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors at night. Can we say that again? Do not be afraid of the terrors at night. I am not getting ready to be afraid of the terrors at night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. I'm not getting ready to lose sleep over my circumstances and my situation. You promised me in your word for sweet rest and sweet sleep. And I'm going to receive that every night. Every night, every night. I'm not going to be up with my stomach. I'm not going to be up with my headaches. I'm not going to be up. I'm done with that. I'm going to receive your sweet rest for me every night. It says, though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you. These evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come to your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever, ever, ever you go. Wherever, ever, ever. Can you say that? He's going to protect me wherever I go ever, wherever I go. It says wherever I go, wherever I go, right? Wherever I go, wherever I go. Y'all shall take no evil will conquer you. No plague will come to you. He will protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. Even if you fall into a trap. He is here. He will, if, even if you, so you, you, even if you fall into a trap, even if you foolishly. 
fall in a trap. He's going to protect. He's going to protect you from the time you walk out that door. Your angels are with you to protect you. Your angels are in your car. Your angels are at your job. Your, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Why? Because his angels are there to protect you. I will protect those who trust in my name when they call on me. I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. My God, I got a long life. He's going to give me my salvation. He's going to protect me. You got to say that. You got to have confidence in that. Or the enemy will have you in your house bound up, like bound up, bound up, afraid to go anywhere, afraid to pursue your dreams, afraid to act upon the on the voice of God, afraid to listen to the Holy Spirit. And the reason he'll have you like that is because he wants you bound up. He wants you to know. He wants you to think that God can't protect you. God can protect you wherever you go. In, in Psalms 139, he said, even if you make your bed in the depths of hell, I'm there. He said, even if you make your bed in the depths of hell, I'm there. There is nothing that I am limited to. There is nothing that I have access. And when you realize that God will protect you and go wherever, my God, wherever you go, wherever you go, like wherever, come on now, even in the depths of hell, that means God is with me. That means, yes, your children, your daughter, your grandchildren, whoever, there's your protection. They're, they're protected. And then I can I tell you something? I know some of you will think, well, my kids are foolish right now. On your word, on your prayers, on your declaration over their life, right? You better act like Moses and walk in the authority for your family. When um, Lot was foolish Mo, and, and they were about to tear up, God was about to tear up Sodom and Gomorrah. Those, Moses stood in the place of Lot for Lot as intercessor and said, look, basically, this is what he said. I'm paraphrasing. Don't kill Lot. That's my seed. That's my nephew. That's my, that's mine. Don't kill him. That's basically what he was intercessing and interceding for because he kept saying, if there's any righteous there, well, lot them had got caught up in the city. Lot had got caught up in the city. He, him and his family was doing as the city does. They were lustful. They were in homosexual. They was doing everything that the city was doing. That's what they were doing. And so this is, this is what Moses said. Because he was really petitioning on Lot's behalf. <laughs> like, right? Yes. You, he was really petitioning on Lot's behalf. And he said, look, look, I need, basically, can you release Lot them from this? On me. That's what he was asking for. On me. And so you can set a hedge of protection even around your children. You can petition the Lord on their behalf. God hears your prayers. No, catch them in their foolishness. I Catch them in their foolishness. Protect them in their foolishness. Protect them. Open the eyes of their understanding. Give them, bring them over to a repentant heart, Lord. Get, get, bring them over to the repentant heart, Lord. Let them understand that their ways are not your ways. Don't you ever, ever, ever give up on your kids in prayer. Don't you ever, ever, ever give up on your marriage in prayer. Don't you ever, ever give up on your purpose in prayer. Attend, all you got to do is position yourself in prayer. Trust God is the great shepherd and watch a deliverer Watch a, watch a deliverer come. Watch a deliverance come. Don't you, that's all you, that's all you got to do. 
Like that's all you got to do. That's all. That's all. It was Abraham. I'm sorry, Abraham. Thanks, Jeanette. It was Abraham. That's all you got to do. He petitioned on Lot's behalf. Moses petitioned on their behalf. When he went up in the mount and they came back down and they were being foolish, Moses petitioned on their behalf. Abraham petitioned on Lot's behalf and Moses petitioned on their behalf. So you can stand as the gatekeeper for your family. You ain't got to spend a whole lot of time talking to them about their sins and issues. Your position is in prayer. Like that's your position. That's where you position yourself. Stop talking to them about all their sin and all their mess. They know they sin and they know the mess they in. They, they're well aware. You trained up a child in the way that they should go. You gave them revelation in the word. They know wrong from right. You ain't got to say another mumbling word. Your job is intercessor for your family. Your job is intercessors your family, that you position yourself in prayer, begin to call out their names in prayer, begin to ask for mercy on their behalf, begin to set your affections on the Lord, begin to ask God to give you eyes to see, that's good, Julia, and watch the hand of God in their life, and then be patient, be patient, be as patient with them as the Lord was with you. That's the part I think we forget. Be as patient with them as the Lord was with you. Remember you. Remember where you were. Remember how you acted. Remember the stuff that you did when your eyes were closed. Remember that. And if you remember where you were, you'll have very less to say about them. You'll have very less to say about them. I don't care how dark they see. Don't trust your eyes. You didn't see. I don't care. I don't care. Remember where you were. Remember. I'm, you, come on now. We, for some reason, we get saved and we forget our little dark places. And yes, expect to see the change. But remember where you were. Remember where you were when God was patient with you. You got to remember that. That's where the humility comes in. Let me remember where I was when God was patient with me and let me be that patient with them. And so even when I don't see it manifesting, Lord, I know that the prayers were working. That goes for your marriage. Right. Right. Don't 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 get weary. Galatians tells us do not get weary in well doing. <laughs> do not do not do not do not do not. Because in due time, you I promise you, in due time, you're going to reap a seed from that if you faint not. Let me not get weary. Let me stand steadfast in that. Let me be patient in that. Let me know that my prayers and my word, let me not abort this thing in prayer. Let me not give up. Your job is to intercede. When you get revelation, your job is to intercede. Call their name out daily. And don't, yeah, come on now, not another mumbling word not another mumbling word don't say nothing else don't say nothing else in your marriage right don't say nothing else in your marriage that's the word for your marriage today if you've been struggling in your marriage receive the word today don't say another word about what needs to be fixed humble yourself position yourself in prayer and watch the word go do its work. God will bring knowledge. He will bring revelation. He will bring peace. If you understand that you are at the table in the presence of your enemies, God will begin to deal with your enemies until you get out the way. And even though it seems like your spouse is your enemy, your spouse is not your enemy. The antagonist is your enemy. The one that wants your marriage to fail. 
that's your enemy. That that the one that don't want your marriage to work, the one that don't want you to be mm 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 Don't say I don't I don't want to mess up my lipstick. Don't say another like don't I'm just don't another put a guard over your mouth, clamp your mouth down, hush, <laughs> hush, and let the Lord go before you. And let the Lord go before you. Your words, your words are like arrows. Shoot your words, shoot your words. Stop focusing on what you see. Stop focusing on what you see. Stop focusing on what you hear. And trust that the Lord God will fight your battle for you. And remain steadfast for that. Period. It doesn't matter what you're seeing. It only matters what you're saying. And if the prayers of the righteous availeth much, and my prayers and my words are like target, why would I say anything other than what I want to see? But a mumbling, complaining spirit has been in us for so long. And when a mumbling, complaining spirit is in us so long, we operate in that norm. And God is like, I need you to be still. I need you to get in your green pastures. I need you to get beside your still waters. I need you to let me restore your soul. And then once I restore your soul, I'm going to prepare a table for you in the presence of my enemies. When I'm preparing a table for you in the presence of my enemies, guess what? You're also going to get to see me work at this when you get your focus, right? When you focus more on eating. I love you, Holy Spirit. When you focus more on eating, when you focus more on your table, when you focus here, when this is what you focus on, then I can do, I can go and perform my word. I, I can deal with your enemies. I, I can get the repents when this is what you focus on, when this is what you focus on. So I want to give you, I want to pray this over us. And then I want to give you some nuggets to chew on over the weekend. This is Ephesians 1, and I'm getting ready to pray 15. Um, I'm getting ready to pray 17 through the 21st on us. We need our eyes open just a little bit more. We need our eyes open just more. You should pray this over yourself daily. Like you, we need our eyes open more. A lot of times our eyes are not open to see what God is saying to us or to hear what God is saying to us. So we need our eyes, like we need our eyes open, right? So this is Ephesians 1, and I'm going to um, uh, 17th verse, 15th verse. It says, for this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I'm praying that the eyes of your heart, the very center core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded by light with the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints of God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is. Who this is a lot. For those who believe, they are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. I don't have, can you say this? I don't have to be strong. I don't, I don't have to be strong. 
All of this that needs to happen, everything that needs to happen next, everything that needs to happen for my family, everything that needs to happen in my finances, everything that needs to happen in my life, everything that needs to happen in my marriage, it does not happen in my own strength. It is not in my own effort. It is not according to my own plan. It's not on me. It's on God. Can you can you say that? It is not in my own strength because some of us have been trying to be strong for way too long. We've been trying to be strong for way too long. So it is not in my own strength. He said the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active. Okay, do you hear me? Active, 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 active in his active spiritual power is in us who believe these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced. God produces, not you. God produces. You've been trying to produce for too long. You've been trying to produce and God is like, I'm producing this. I'm developing your character. I'm developing your purpose. I called you into this. This is why this is not in all your own strength. So I need your eyes to be open to what I'm saying because you've been trying to do this. You've been trying to make moves. You've been trying to shake and bake. You've been trying to be that for your family. You've been trying to be in all these places. And he's saying, no, this... If your eyes are open, you will see that this is not done in your own strength. This is not, this is according to my power. This is according to his riches and glory. This is according, this is according to who he is through Christ Jesus. He's the person. So he says, the confident, he said, the Holy Spirit, so you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he's called me. When I have divine guarantee, when God has signed off on me, my God, this is so rich. When God has said, when God has said all that he needs to say, when God has said, this is what he said about me as being a kingdom kid, then I take my rest in that because what he has for me, this is what the 19th verse says. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who is to believe. God's active spiritual power is unlimited and it surpasses all greatness. It surpasses what my eyes can see. It surpasses what my ears can hear. I, my, it is not limited according to my resources. It is not limited according to my time. It is on God's timing. It is not on my timing, my God, it is not limited. It is not limited. These are in courtesans with the work of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Can I give you the 21st verse? Will you let me give you the 21st verse? It says far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or or human, God is far above. Far, far, far. You need to say far. You need to say far. You need to understand this that He is far above all rule, authority, and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, or far above every name that is named. It don't matter what the name is, He is far above it. My God, there's so much power in this. Doesn't matter what the name is. Doesn't matter what the name is. He is far above it. Not only in this age, 
not only in this world, not only in this world, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in every heavenly realm in subjection under Christ's feet. All things are under subjection of Christ's feet. All, not some, all things are under the blood. All things are under the blood. All things are under the blood. Um, and it says, and appointed him as supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church. You the church? We the church? I'm the church. We the church. So he is above for all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all who believes. God is going to complete all things in all who believes. And I am just sent to tell you today, there is enough grace for you to finish this thing. He's above every name. He's above every circumstance. He's above every situation. And some of us, your character is just being developed. That's what we're going to focus on in Rome. Your character is just, he's, there is no circumstance or situation or anything that you're experiencing right now that is not above God. That is, it's not above God. And so he's praying. Paul is saying, I need you to see what I see. I need you to see what God sees. I need you to say what God says. This is the dominion and the authority that God has in this earth and in your life. So why are you sweating the small stuff? Because I've given you enough grace. I'm giving you enough grace. I'm going to give you enough to, I, my, my grace is sufficient. I'm giving you enough to stand in. I'm giving you, you ain't got to spend no time worrying over all this, trying to figure this all out, trying to do this man's way. Remember, we learned this, this thing is divine. This thing, faith isn't about, about what you see. So as we're studying Romans 5, 1 and 2, and we get to the third verse and it says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. When tribulations come and they're going to come, when circumstances and situations happen and they're going to happen, right? When accusations come, when the pressure is on, when it looks like the bills are not going to get paid, God is working and developing character in us. He's developing your character. It's not that God has forgotten about you. It's not that God doesn't see your situation. It's not that it's not going to work out. It's going to work out for your good. You just have to begin to receive this by faith. You got to know without a doubt, my God, he said, I'm praying that the eyes of your heart, which is how we see spiritually, may be enlightened, flooding with the light of the Holy Spirit. I'm praying that you understand, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying so that you will know and cherish and hope that you know that you are divinely guaranteed and that you be confident in your expectation that I believe that God is going to work out this situation. That I believe that God is going to work out my circumstance and that I'm going to slow my roll down and I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to open my eyes and I'm not going to grieve the Holy Spirit and I'm not going to quench the Holy Spirit and I'm going to stand steadfast in what is God saying to me about this situation. Tribulations come. Tribulations come. Tribulations come. God, it's, it, it's going to happen. You're going to experience tribulations. But regardless of what, God is only developing your character in the tribulations. And you need your character developed. 
You need the fruit of the spirit to manifest in your life if you're going to be like Jesus. If you're going to be like Jesus, because I'm going to be convicted and confident in what God has said to me about my life. I'm going to be convicted and confident in his divine deliverance. I'm going to be convicted and confident in the fact that he is the great shepherd. I'm going to be convicted and confident in the fact that he will provide for me. I'm going to be convicted and confident in the fact that he said he will protect me. I'm going to be convicted and confident that he said that the prayers of the righteous will availeth much. I'm going to be convicted and confident in the fact that he prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemy. I'm going to be convicted and confident in the fact that he who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the mighty. I'm going to be convicted and confident. And the only time that I'm not convicted or confident in what God has said or what's in his word is because my eyes are not open to see. And I think that God, my eyes are not. So I've got to be convicted and confident that it, that this and this becomes my expectation. No, I expect God. God was dealing with me, right? God was dealing with me about being blessed. And he was, he, and he dealt with me strong. He said, you don't expect to be blessed because you don't think you're worthy of a blessing because of your past mistakes. And I'm saying that you're blessed because this is the grace of Christ Jesus on your life. I called you blessed. So you got to be okay with being blessed because this is what I'm saying about you. And stop fighting me about your blessings or not opening yourself up to receive your blessings because the lie has been told to you by the enemy or the lie has been told to you about your elders that because you sowed those seeds, they didn't tell you repentance would change it. They didn't tell you those seeds could be plucked up or the lies have been told to you about your elders because you sowed these seeds. Well, you could expect that your life ain't going to be blessed. And God said, no, I came to redeem you, Lakeisha, through Christ Jesus. That I came to redeem you. I called you to this place. I called you blessed. I see yourself differently. So you got to open your eyes so the Lord can show you your position in heaven. My God. So that he can show you how you're positioned in kingdom. So he could show you how you're positioned position and how he called you blessed and how he chose you and how he adopted you. Because if you don't understand that, you will not expect the divine guarantee. You will not be confident in expectation. And then God, when God starts to bless you and blow your mind, you will not even think you're worthy to receive what God is doing for you in that season. And so, and it's, and, and it's so, it's, it's, it's so false or becomes so consuming or it becomes for, so overwhelming that when we block that, we don't let the oil flow. We won't let the oil flow. We won't let God shepherd us. We won't let him let us rest. We won't take our rest. We'll keep working at it. We keep, we'll keep thinking it's work. We'll keep thinking it's work. We keep thinking, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And God is saying, no, what I'm asking you to do right now is rest. And we won't be sensitive enough for the Holy Spirit to be getting in position where the divine blessings are supposed to flow. I don't, I don't know why I went there, but I had to go there. So he called you the riches of his glorious inheritance and saints. You are God's people. Say that I am God's people. And with immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power, his spiritual power is acted in my life. And so now I got to get in the position to understand that even in my tribulations, 
even in my tribulations, right? And we're going to have many tribulations, but this is what I know. God is going to get the glory out of this. God is go going to get the glory. Even in my tribulations, God is going to get the glory out of this. And tribulations aren't minor setbacks. We talking about real hardships, right? Real hardships. Even in my tribulations, God is going to get the glory out of this because if I open my eyes to see the Holy Spirit at work and not on my feelings. Can I say this? Not on my feelings. We will get trapped and caught up when we don't feel God, right? Sometimes we feel him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We feel him close. We we smell him. We, we feel him like we feel all this. We like the feeling of God. Then when we don't feel him, we don't think he's with us, right? And he's like, I am with you. Like, I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. You may not see. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I would never. So if I'm not, that's why faith. But can I tell you something? Your faith is developed, baby, when you don't feel him. That's when faith is developing in you when you don't feel him. Because faith ain't a feeling. Faith ain't a feeling. See, God, God will not allow you to feel him so he can stretch your capacity to trust him for what's coming next. I can't run. He will, he will, it'll seem like you can't feel him. It'll seem like he's not there. But that's when you stretch your faith for what's coming next. That's when you stretch your faith for the end of a tribulation. That's when you persevere for something bigger. God, I don't see you in this. He will stretch your faith for what's coming next. Because if you always feel it, then you ain't got no faith for it. If you always feel it, you ain't got no faith for it. If I feel it, if I feel it all the time, I ain't got no faith for it. But if I don't feel it, if I ain't got to feel it, that's when God develops my faith for it. That's when I get to experience him. That's when I get to see him. So get out your feelings. It ain't your feel. I ain't feel God today. It ain't your feelings. Stand up in the word that his divine guarantee, confident expectation is working in you and for you always. It's working in you and for you always. It's never going to stop working for you. It's not. It's always going to be working for you. And a lot of times we'll think it's not working for us because that's what the enemy wants us to think, that it's not working for us, but it's working for you. God is just, God is developing. God is doing, God is bringing you to another level, right? God is doing something so significant for you. He just needs you to be patient in your current situation. And the revelation has to come. The revelation has to come that even when tribulations are present, even when tribulations are present, even, even if a tribulation is present, then you know what? God got this situation anyway. That's the revelation you got to get to. That, that's where you got to be. I cannot let my feelings lead this thing. God is growing me up. God is maturing me. God is putting me in the position. Revelation will come to me when I get out of my feelings and I understand right here. I want to go back to that part, right? So that you will know and cherish and put the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in you. He has called you his people. He has called you his child. He has called you his daughter. This is what he has already said about you. And you don't have to stand in anything else. The devil will lie to you, making you think you got to work and make all this stuff up. No. And so in tribulations, 
my character is being developed. In tribulations, his grace is sufficient. His grace becomes the standard. Remember I taught you the other day? His grace suspends you. His grace will suspend you in midair if you let him shepherd you and you allow him to become that grace. Like if you allow him, if you open the eyes of your understanding and let him, Lord, let the Holy Spirit show me how you're working. And if I don't sense you, if I don't feel you, if I don't hear you, I'm going to stand on the last thing you said. That's the patience. If I don't hear you, I don't see you, you ain't said nothing, I'm going to go back. What is the last thing you said to me? And here's the last thing you said to me. And I'm going to stand on the last thing you said. Or I'm going to hit the word and I'm going to stand on the fact the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to relinquish this over to the enemy. I'm not going to give you the victory. I'm not going to give you the power. I'm not. No, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand steadfast in the fact that you're divine. I am divinely guaranteed on this side of the earth and on the other side of the earth. And when tribulations are coming, when they are coming, when they are coming, when coming, I know for a fact that you are producing something in me. I know for a fact you are producing something to me. So, Lord, open up my eyes. Give me more understanding because your grace is sufficient enough. I have enough grace for every circumstance and situation. And the reason that I have enough grace for every circumstance and situation is because my hope is not in myself. My hope is not in people. My hope is not in my job. My hope is not in my kids. My hope is not in my marriage. My hope is in you because you put the guarantee stamp on my life when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Isn't that good? Isn't that something to chew on? So that's where my grace is. I got enough grace for this. I got enough grace for every struggle because my hope is in who you said I am in Jesus Christ. My hope is in the fact that you are the great shepherd. You, my hope is in my protection. My hope is in my provision. My hope is in everything that you said to me. That's what my hope is. I'm, I'm, I was foolish. And that's what some of us need to admit. I was foolish, Lord. Forgive me. I've been taking my hope in people when I need to take my hope and trust in you. That's what I've been doing. I've been taking. And, I, and then I've run out of grace because I've been running on something that won't even fuel me. I've been running on false expectations. My hope, my full hope has not been in what you said. Because if my full hope was in what you said, right? Then I'm not going to spend a whole lot of energy and time being mad, being upset, being disgruntled. No, I'm going to anchor myself in the word that you are the great shepherd. <laughs> that you are the great shepherd and you are more than enough and you are all that I ever need. And when people fail me, you will never fail me. And when this system fails, you will never fail. Now you ain't got to worry about no stock market, market crash. There's been no time I put no effort and emphasis on no stock market. When the king of glory owns a thousand on a, a thousand cattle, you ain't got to, you ain't got to have your confidence in your job. You ain't got to have your confidence in this economic system. You ain't got no to spend no time where when you tithe and you sow, you part, you, you in kingdom principles, kingdom principles work. Kingdom principles are truth. Kingdom principles are kingdom principles. So you ain't got to worry about whether or not the stock. One, you ain't got to. Don't matter what they said. None of that stuff makes sense because we live according to what we don't see. And if God said, I provide, I protect for you. I prepare a table for you. Why am I worried about a, a man-made system failing? I don't have to spend no time in that. 
My trust ain't in nothing this world got to offer me because my hope is in the eternal, which was provided for me through Christ Jesus. God is the source and no, no other source. No. So ask God, open my eyes so I can understand you for my marriage. Open my eyes so I can understand you for my finances. Open my eyes so that I can understand you how, of how to raise my children. Open my eyes so I can see you even in the midst of calamity, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of stress. Open my eyes so that I can see you in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Like, Lord, we thank you for revelation in your word. Give us eyes to see. You're going to have to go back and chew that. There's so much richness in that scripture. You're not going to be able to read that one time and be like, oh, I got revelation. You might. But when you have revelation, there's going to be manifestation and then there's going to be habitation. Those are the three stages. When you have revelation, manifestation, habitation, revelation, manifestation, and then God habits you. He inhabits the praises of his people. When we have revelation, we operate in it. We operate in the wisdom. We operate in what God is saying in his word. Until we are operating in it, it is not, it is not manifesting in our life. And then God can't habit in that place. And you want God to be able to inhabit. You want him to be habitating around you in your circumstance and your situation. And that's just the word of God. So I ask him today, Father God, we just ask that you open the eyes of our heart. That you give us the understanding that we need. That you provide revelation knowledge to us and we receive it by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please forgive us for grieving you, for quenching you. Please forgive us for being more bought into this man-made system. Forgive us, forgive us for anchoring our trust in anything else but you. Guide our thoughts, guide our decisions, guide our hearts, guide our marriages, guide how we raise our children, guide how we handle our money. <laughs> guide us today. Let us stop being foolish. Lord God, let us have hope and confidence that you are with us even when we don't feel you, Lord God, that you are with us. Let us lean not into our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge you, Father God, because you are the God, the King of glory, the one that directs our path, Lord God. Let us not mentally ascend this, Father God. We don't want to be like parrots. We don't want to mimic the word. We want to live in the word. We want to operate in truth. So pluck up us anything in us that's been hindering us. Old ways, old habits, old mentalities. Show us your word so that we could live the blessed life, so that we can live in victory, so that you can we can honor you all the days of our life. It is not for our glory. It is for your glory. It's to bring you glory throughout the earth, Father God. Position us, Lord God. Let us get in position. You disciple us, Holy Spirit. You are the great disciple. You disciple us, Jesus, so that we can be transformed in your image, my God, so that we can do a greater work for you, Lord God. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, the peace of Israel today, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We are anchored in your truth. If there is anything in us that does not line up with your word, pluck it out. My God, give us deeper revelation of who you called us to be. Jesus, we need your holiness. We need your help. We cannot do this on your own. Some of us got to come out of some dark places. And the only way we're going to be able to come out of those places is that you are with us. That you, we, you get your holiness. So we need you. And Holy Spirit, we need your help. Some of us have quenched you for way too long. We've done too many things on our own. And we're, we're, we've been resisting your arrest. We won't, we won't resist. We won't resist arrest. Arrest us, Holy Spirit, today. Arrest us, Holy Spirit, today. We thank you, Lord. Come into our thoughts. Come into our actions. 
Let everything that we do you be, be just done by you. Holy Spirit, let it be done by you in Jesus' name. Lord God, I hope we walk in a, a higher level of faith, a higher level of faith that we take our stance. Now, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's your beginning, right? That's how, that's how I was able to develop my faith. I first had to accept Jesus. I had to be like, you know what, Jesus? You so real, right? And because I was such a hot mess, I know Jesus is real because the only, the only thing that changed my heart was because of who Jesus was. That's it. That's it. Or I would have still been in sin. I would have still been a hot mess. I would have still been doing absolutely all the mess that I was doing had I not let Jesus in my heart. Had I not let him make hold and savior, I would have been justifying all that mess. But the Holy Spirit pricked my heart. And then I just acknowledged, you know what? I'm a sinner. And Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. And I'm going to make you Lord and Savior. And let us get you baptized. And let us get you connected to a local church so you can be discipled. God is coming after the one. He's going to keep harassing you until, you until you succumb. Some of you have been feeling harassed by God lately, right? Harassed. And he's like, I'm trying to pull you into a deeper relationship with me. I'm trying to open the eyes of your understanding so that you can walk into the full uh, fullness of who you called <laughs> Glory to God, y'all. Glory to God for who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. That's what I'm trying to do for you. That's Now, I want to give you one more invitation. Will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? Will you consider consider sowing a seed in this ministry so we can continue to get the gospel throughout the, throughout the world? We are after the one. We are after the one. We are after the one. And if you want to know more about us, you can log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and find out all the ways that we serve the community, all the ways that we are giving, all the ways. We want you to be connected to us. And will you also consider partnering with us through prayer? We need you to pray for our pray for this ministry. We are trying, we are literally on a manhunt. <laughs> we are literally on a manhunt to get the gospel. We are after the one and we will not, we will not, we will not lay down until we get there. I love y'all so much, but more than anything, the more than anything, God loves you. And I hope that you experience the love of God today. And I need you to do me a favor. Will you go be loved today? Will you let somebody else experience God with you? Let me bless your giving. Father, I bless the giving of your people. I thank you, Father God, that you are meeting all their needs according to your riches and glory. They lack nothing. Father God, give seed to the sower, those who desire to sow but cannot. Give seed to the sower, Lord God. I thank you. You are opening doors that no man can shut. My God, I thank you. You are providing opportunities. I thank you, Lord God, for new visions, new creativity, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. You are giving them dreams and visions, Lord God. I just thank you. You are blessing the work of their hand and that everywhere their feet go, they are blessed. Lord God, thank you. May the Lord shine his face upon you this weekend. May he protect you. May his arms be around you. May you walk in new level and higher levels of grace and understanding in Jesus name. Amen. Back here Monday morning. Bye. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.